Dallas. Welcome. This is MLS Recap Week 19. I'm here with David and Lewis. Yo, what's up, guys? What's up, everybody? And we're back. Week 19. David, take it away. We're back after that after that World Cup break that we had. MLS didn't have it, uh, but we certainly did. We we have been creating a lot of content uh, in soccer, and so we felt like MLS recap unfortunately had to be uh, put on hold. But we're back now, uh, and uh, let's get into it, guys. NYCFC versus Montreal. Uh, the un the Impact's unbeaten streak comes to an end in New York City, but not without a fight from Evan Bush, the Montreal keeper makes a number of key saves to keep New York City off the board. Uh, but the dam finally breaks in the 60th minute as Jesus Medina comes across the area. No real pressure as he makes his way into the middle. He rips a shot past Bush from uh, outside the 18 and makes it 1-0. Uh, 65th minute, Medina up the left side. He sends the ball across the 18 to the other edge. He finds Matarita who sends the most delicate of chips to the far post. Bush is caught out. It's 2-0 NYCFC. Uh, 76 minute, uh, Morales up the left side. He slips in Matarita, who crosses to Jonathan Lewis at the back post. He heads it past Bush, and it's 3-0 NYCFC. Get the win over Montreal. No really surprise here as uh, NYCFC, the better opponent. They're at home. Um, Montreal was on a, a very modest uh, unbeaten streak, but they were against very weak opposition. They were playing; they played Orlando twice. They played San Jose. Um, they had the the surprise victory against Kansas City. That's pretty much the only one that they that I kind of uh, quote unquote respected. But they beat teams that they were supposed to beat, so they did what they were supposed to be doing against teams that were uh, inferior to them. Uh, but once you run into one of the elite teams of the league. This is what's going to happen. New York right now currently sitting in second place um, with 40 points. Uh, they had two games this week. Well, we'll get into the second games uh, in in a few. Uh, but they're sitting in second place with 40 points, only one point behind Atlanta. And uh, NYCSC has a game on Atlanta so they can leapfrog Atlanta um, in the uh, Supporter Shield standings there. Well, they got to win it. Uh, but, you know, I, I will say that, you know, you, you keep talking about how Montreal, uh, the, the one impressive win was against Kansas City. Kansas City's slipping right now. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're hitting a, a weird pocket. And so we'll, we'll get into it when we get to them. But first, Chicago versus Philly. Uh, Chicago making mistakes, man, making so many mistakes. 18th minute, P. Colt steals the ball, but his pass is a little bit too long, and Chicago is able to recover. But the return pass... Uh, is allowed to run, uh, and the uh, and Picolt picks it up again. Picolt's pass to Burke is behind the defense. He tries to get around Sanchez, but the Chicago defense recoups and forces a shot uh, from Burke. Uh, you know that what that time they didn't get uh, they didn't get punished, but uh, they repeat the mistake in the 31st minute. Uh, Aaron pass is picked up by Majunian. He pokes the ball around the uh, next defender and kicks the ball. Sorry, slots the ball in the back of the net for Philadelphia. It's 1-0. Uh, 38th minute, Katai played into space. McKenzie takes him down. It's a penalty. Uh, Nikolic converts to tie it up. 1-1. 48th minute, P. Colt with a long cross to the back post. Burke heads it in to make it 2-1. 69th minute, Katai with the giving go with Schweinsteiger. He places it low on the back post to make it 2-2. 
73rd minute, Akam sends in a low early cross. Sanchez is out to block it. It bounces up, and it deflects straight to Burke, who redirects the ball into the back of the net. Uh, in the 93rd minute, Chicago corner. Schweinsteiger heads the ball from the uh, uh, off the corner kick service, ties it up in stoppage time, and then Akam. Uh, two defenders on him. He does a shimmy and a shake. He gets between him and curls to the far post to get the win for Philly. He goes crazy. He rips his shirt off, and then he realizes, whoa, 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 this is my old team. So he stops celebrating. He throws his hands up, and he's like, my bad, guys. My bad. Uh, this one ends 4-3 to Philadelphia. Crazy, crazy game. I didn't think that this would have been uh, such a high-scoring affair. Um, and Philadelphia, ugh, I said it in balls and beers that I feel that they're going to do something, and I just couldn't pull the trigger because it's really hard to pull the trigger with Philadelphia on the road, and yet they got the victory, um, so good on them. They also uh, move back into the – well, actually, no, I'm sorry. They don't uh, – they're not into the in uh, in a playoff spot as of yet, but they move a little closer. They're sitting in seventh right now, three points behind Montreal, uh, but uh, Philly has two games on Montreal, so they could uh, theoretically leapfrog them. Um, Philadelphia, it looks like they. I don't want to say they found something because I, I I don't think that that is the case, but. Um, I feel that with the chances that they, they that they create, it looks like they're, they're actually starting to convert now. And um, obviously, th- their defense is still uh, extremely susceptible. But um, should they continue scoring, I, I think that uh, Philly's uh, playoff drop might be uh, might be over, and uh, they, they actually might make the playoffs this year. Obviously, there's still a long ways to go and it is philadelphia after all um but i i feel like uh th- they put up i mean they went up against lafc in atlanta i don't think there's anything um too uh, uh too disheartening about losing to those teams but they put up four against chicago four against philly uh beat new york in the u.s open cup and um so th- they can score goals and they're starting to score goals now so that's kind of uh, uplifting for uh, philadelphia chicago um because of the loss, Philadelphia actually uh, leapfrogs them um, and also has two games on hand over Chicago. Chicago, who was uh, once in a playoff spot, now seems to be on the outside looking in and uh, looks like they're reeling uh, quite a bit in um, this extremely competitive Eastern Conference. Um, every, uh, every point is extremely uh, important from this, uh, from this point out. Uh, indeed. Uh, next up, we have uh, Red Bull New York versus Sporting Kansas City. Hey, we just talked about them a little while ago. Uh, fourth minute, Kaku feeds uh, BWP on the run. He chips a keeper to make it 1-0 to New York Red Bulls. Uh, VAR has to check the play, however. They confirm the goal is good. There was a potential offside there. Uh, BWP was certainly on when uh, the ball was played to him. Uh, so 1-0 to New York. Eighth minute, Zussi. Bangs one across the six to Johnny Russell in traffic. He pokes it in for Kansas City uh, to tie it up. 51st minute, Zussi up the right side, dumps it back to Espinoza. He sends a rocket of uh, a, a ball past Robles uh, just under the bar. What a goal for, uh, for Roger Espinoza there. 72nd minute, Tyler Adams sends the ball uh, back across the top of the 18 and 
Tarolski. Ah, I man, I practiced this guy's name for so much uh, time, and and now I can't remember uh, how to say it. Uh, one time's a worm burner past Team Milia, 79th minute. Same dude receives the ball at the top of the 18. <laughs> he takes a quick touch and scores another screamer to give the Red Bulls a win over Kansas City. What do we think, Lewis? Well. As you said before, Kansas City reeling. They are winless in their last four matches. And these teams include the Montreal Impact, RSL, Toronto, and the New York Red Bulls. I think out of all of these, I think that losing to New York is probably the one that's probably the most forgivable. Um, But you were also up in that game. Um, And uh, you were up 2-1 to and lost the game three to two um you were unable to beat toronto at home you you this is probably um one of the worst teams in the league and i can't believe i'm even saying that about toronto um and you let four goals in against rsl now you up until maybe this little uh maybe you can go back six games you were one of the best defenses in the entire league you were extremely stingy um you were Pretty much shut down, especially at home. Um, even in the last two victories against uh, Houston and Dallas, they still allowed two goals at home. Um, and it's been like that ever since. Two to Montreal, two to Toronto, uh, three to New York, and four to RSL. I, I think it's safe to say that it's their defense that is uh, letting them down right now and uh, letting them slip all the way down to third place in the Western Conference. As far as New York, you no know, Jesse Marsh. Well, so far, no problem. Uh, Chris Armis, I think, only lost against uh, his rival, so I, which is actually a little bit um, odd. Um, it's uh, we, we usually know that uh, New York is uh, is red, uh, but uh, a rare win for NYCFC in the New York Derby. But uh, no matter, uh, New York, as I said, they remain uh, in uh, in third place uh, in the uh, in the Eastern Conference, five points behind. NYCFC and six points behind Atlanta. They have three games on uh, Atlanta, two games on NYCFC. So they're still fine. Um, I think th- those uh, those three teams I just mentioned will end up uh, one, two, and three in some order in the Eastern Conference. And then there's four, five, and six, um, which will be battling out till I'm sure the, um, the uh, last day of uh, the regular season. Um, I think it's still too small of a sample size to see um, – if Chris Armis is for real, but um, New York, they're also, I mean, uh, could be losing Tyler Adams. Um, I think there's a, there's another player. I think Murillo uh, might be on the selling block as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how they move on um, from uh, uh, Tyler Adams, especially. That's a, that's a big loss for New York. Well, right there. well, I, I don't think Tyler Adams is moving until the winter. Oh, is it okay? So after the yeah. season's done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, well, then, uh, either way, I, I still think it's too small of a sample size to judge Chris Armas uh, as of uh, right now. I think uh, come maybe like end of August, September, um, see what they do in the next uh, couple months um, and see how it plays out. Do they slip in the standings? Uh, do they rise in the standings? Um, I, I got to figure that um, replacing Jesse Marsh w- won't be easy. Um, uh, a dark horse, a dark horse candidate for a U.S. men's national team job, but that's all but gone now that he's uh, taken a spot in uh, in Germany. So um, New York is going to be interesting to see. They were one of the better teams in all of MLS. Um, was it all Jesse Marsh, or was there something else there? So it's going to be interesting, interesting well, to, to find out. 
New York certainly has a system, and and I think Marsh uh, implementing that, I think that's a. Uh, that's that's going to be key whether or not Armis uh, tries to make tweaks to that or not. I think I think he can find success. He's got the talent on the team. So yeah. Uh, now we now we go over to the the other New York team, uh, NYCFC versus Columbus. Uh, Columbus giving New York City some really trouble as uh, Johnson is called upon to make a save on Santos. Uh, then he has to make a follow up save on the back post. Uh, Santos will have another go in the 18th, uh, but Johnson comes up big again. Stefan. Makes a deadly mistake as NYC was pressuring Columbus, uh, trying to play out of the back. Stefan passes the ball straight to to uh, Jonathan Lewis, but his um, his shot is out the post. Uh, Stefan isn't bailed out yet because the ball gets back to Lewis, who finds Medina. He controls, he waits, and then he puts the ball away to make it 1-0 to NYC. Uh, 84th minute, Medina sends a perfect ball in to find Morales in the box, who heads the ball across Stefan toward the back post, and Stefan stretches to get a finger to it and keep it out of the net. Incredible save there. Uh, 89th minute, Tinnerholm playing it out of the the New York City 18, uh, gets it to Jonathan Lewis, and then he continues his run. He gets all the way, you know, he gets the return ball, uh, gets all the way into the uh, Columbus 18 on the other side, cuts the ball in, finishes, astonishing run for Tinnerholm. 94th minute, Sosa flies into Martinez with an elbow and, and his shoulder, and it's a red card. So uh, Columbus will play, you know, the last few seconds of the game here, <laughs> down a man. But uh, New York City get the win over Columbus 2-0. No surprise there, but uh, Columbus did make it extremely difficult on New York. Uh, much credit to Zach Steffen, who uh, kept them off the board for so long. Um so we talked about NYCFC and what, where they're at, and Dominic Torrent still undefeated um, during his tenure. Still a small sample size, but I think doing slightly better, uh, or at least um, you can see that he might be doing a little bit better than Chris Armis is. Um, he did be, uh, beat him in the New York Derby, and um, I don't want to say it's, it's easier to replace Patrick Vieira, but I think that organization knows exactly what they're doing. Um, that organization is in extremely good hands, and I am extremely jealous of them. Uh, Columbus, on the other hand, have been more than reeling only one win in their last eight games. That is unbelievable. They won uh, at home to RSL on June 30th, and before that, they won on the road of all places in New England on May 19th. Um, So that is not a good stat to have. Aside from that victory uh, against RSL, um, the four games, uh, I'm sorry, the two games before and two games after that game, they have been shut out. Um, For a team that was looking offensively strong to begin the season has all but evened out, and Jazzy Zardes' scoring touch seems to have um, um, his L.A. form seems to have uh, crept back in. Um, if your entire plan is dependent, or your in, if your entire offense is dependent on Jazzy Zardes, you might have a problem. And as much as I enjoy him um, scoring and having successes in Columbus, it looks like his LA form has, uh, has crept back in. Columbus still, however, sits in fourth place, having won only one out of eight games, which shows you the disparity in the Eastern Conference from the top three to the pretty much everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Um, so um, Columbus sits in fourth place, and yet, ironically, only five points behind New York. But New York does have three games on them. 
um, still sit above uh, the New England Revolution, who are two points behind them. But New England has two games on them. So Columbus, um, starting off strong, has suddenly uh, lost some uh, some of their flair and um, maybe fighting for one of those final spots. I actually had Columbus out of the playoffs. Maybe they are regre- uh, uh, regressing to that form. Um, who knows? All right, next up is Montreal versus, fuck San Jose. Uh, eighth minute, Piatti to Tadere. He controls and slots the ball into the back of the net to make a 1-0 to uh, Montreal. Montreal probably should have won this thing like 5-0 because they kept peppering the San Jose goal, but they finally get their second one in the 74th minute as Piatti finds the back of the net and finishes off San Jose. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Montreal 2-0 over San Jose. Fuck those guys. Yeah, fuck San Jose. And I, and I wasn't able to say that in Balls and Beers because San Jose didn't play this week. Uh, so I knew, I knew there was a reason. Like I felt like I had to say it. Yeah, certainly. Um, Montreal, uh, we, we already talked about them. Uh, went down to NYC uh, uh, earlier in the week and then c- comes back and beats the worst team in MLS. Um, as I said, Montreal in the, in the sixth spot right now in the Eastern Conference. And San Jose all the way down at the bottom of the supporter shield race 12 points from 19 games only two victories and both of them came from minnesota uh this team um i'm personally not disappointed but i think they've disappointed uh, a lot of people uh their fans and the players i think that um there was um higher expectations for them I think uh, in our uh, season preview, I think I had them um, squeaking into the playoffs as a number six, um, one of my many bubble teams. But um, I didn't think that they would be um, in in dead last in the entire league. But I am glad that they are. I hope that this holds um, because um, it's going to be epic when we hand off the wooden spoon to them. I don't think there's anything sweeter than that. Um, <laughs> so w- one other thing, did you guys see the... Um, the the substitute uh, right after halftime, or or right or right before the second half started in the San Jose game. Yeah, that was yeah. that was a bizarre turn of events because I guess uh, the guy who was being subbed off, um, I guess he had he had gone. He, he needed to come. He had just come into the game right before the half, um, and he apparently like got hurt a few minutes in, and he went into the locker room. They assessed him, and I don't know what was happening uh, between uh, halftime and and the uh, the next, you know, when the, when the when they came out again. But apparently, he he went out and then was immediately subbed out. Um, I don't know if the coach did that to send a statement because apparently there's been a lot of issues in that locker room, uh, or if they decided that he wasn't going to be able to go. Yeah, um, it, was, it was weird. Uh, it, yeah, it was it was super super weird. He was he was brought in the forty first minute, so right before halftime, and then to start the second half, he was subbed off. And as he's coming off, he's giving his coach one hell of a stare down. I mean, if looks can kill, that coach would be dead. And um, as he's going to the, I mean, the, he he coaches in San Jose. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure he died and went to hell. <laughs> well, that that's true. Actually, I I can't argue that, but um. As he's going to the bench or even into the locker room, I'm not even sure. Uh, him and his coach are having a uh, 
a very colorful chat. And uh, obviously, I don't know what was said, and there was no. Uh, um, I didn't bother to look into uh, what oh, happened yeah. there. Yeah, I, I'm sure MLS will be quick to release a uh, transcript of whatever they were arguing about. <laughs> right. Um, and so, um, like you said, I think there's a lot of locker room problems there. Um, I, I think Wando uh, said, I'm not sure if he tweeted it or if he said it in the uh, in the post-game conference, uh, that uh, he's taking responsibility for the team or for that particular game and that, it's not the coach's fault, which I found kind of odd. I, I'm not sure how, um, I, I don't know why he would feel the need, maybe as a captain, maybe as a leader, to, to take responsibility for that. I mean, I hate Wando, but I don't really think that this is on his shoulders. Yeah. Um, um, if anything, I, I, if anything, own the fact that you didn't get into the quarterfinals in 2014. <laughs> take responsibility for that. Um, he did, he did. As far as this, um, I, I think that's a little unfair. I'm not really sure why he's doing it. I mean, like I said, I think he's just being a leader. Um, but I think that's a, that's a little unfair of, to put to put on his shoulders. Um, it is a mess down there uh, or up there. And um, shit, I ain't losing sleep over it. I, I actually want some more. Where's my popcorn? <laughs> All right. Next up, Dallas versus Chicago. Dallas. Uh Take the lead in the 27th minute as Reggie Cannon makes a quick cutback and sends the ball across the box. Gresso, unmarked at the center, puts uh, a center of the 18. He puts it away. Uh, Chicago defense struggling quite a bit. He, they get lucky as Barrios sends the ball toward an empty net, but the Chicago defender redirects the ball uh, to the post and out. 70th minute, Connor with a very late challenge takes out Hollingshead, and he's off with a second yellow. Chicago will play down a man for the last 20 minutes. Uh, 74th minute, Acosta with time and space. He picks a spot out uh, and um, makes it 2-0 to Dallas. 80th minute, Campbell takes down to Rudy. It's a penalty. Ziegler converts to make it 3-0. 85th minute, early cross into the box. Dallas tries to clear. Ball goes to uh, Brianco, who places it top shelf to pull one back for Chicago. Uh, this one ends three to one to Dallas. So the first two months of the season, I had always asked the question, how in the world does Oscar Pereja still have a job? Well, they turned it around, uh, making a complete 180 from what happened last season, where they started off so strong and finished so poorly. Um, this year, um, they weren't losing games, but they were dropping a lot of points at home. Uh, teams that they they probably should have beat, and um, it looked like their their poor form continued from 2017. But they have turned it around. They are currently in first place in the Western Conference, and they are third in the Supporter Shield, only three points behind Atlanta, who's in the lead, and Dallas has two games on them. Um, so they could very well. Uh, should they win those two games and the way they've been playing, I got to figure they have a pretty good shot at winning those two games, uh, regardless of the, uh, of the opponent. They've already played Atlanta. They've already played both New York sides. Um, they would be in first place in the support shield. So uh, a complete turnaround um, from the first uh, couple months of the season and even the last four of last season. I still think that they are a level below the top three in the Eastern Conference. I think if Dallas were to make MLS Cup, 
either Atlanta or one of the New York teams would still beat them. But um, it, it's it's nice to see that even with Moral Diaz being sold to a Middle Eastern team, a lot of people thought that that was pretty much like the heart and soul of the team, that without Moral Diaz, you would just go out. Uh, you would just be done. And, so far, so uh, good for them. And, so but far, so far, so good. So good. And like I said, they, they, they've turned it around and Oscar Pereja has uh, saved his job and and he's, uh, at least at the moment, deserves to still be there. And, uh, you know, there's still there's still a lot of time left, but they, they did uh, um, rise all the way to number three, can possibly be number one. Um, so um, that's around where they were expected to be last season before their meltdown. So they're headed in the right direction this season. So... Uh, good on them. And Chicago, uh, I, I think I already had talked about them a little bit. They're out of a playoff spot. They're sitting number eight in the in the, in the Eastern Conference. But uh, like I said, it's the top three, and then there's everybody else. They obviously still have a legitimate shot at the playoffs, but um, I, I got to figure that uh, they're one of the wishy-washy teams of MLS, and you really don't know um, if they're going to come out and play or lay an egg. Um, so... Um, yeah, don't don't much, uh, not too much on Chicago there. Just not a really good team. Uh, obviously, no. uh, uh, not the same Chicago that we saw last season, and uh, um, not the only team in MLS that has made a dramatic turnaround. Uh, yeah, as far as from yeah, one it, season to the next, there's there's definitely a gap uh, this year uh, between you know between the, the the bottom and the top. Yeah, um, DC versus Vancouver. The long-awaited opening of Audi Field. Um, RFK I've been waiting no since '96. <laughs> RFK is no more. Uh, bring on the era of Audi Field. It wasn't without its. Uh, it's you know. It still got that aura of RFK. Apparently, a uh, a, a railing um, before the game started. Before the the gates opened, uh, uh, one of the railings fell off of uh, one of the the stands and hit the uh, you know DC sideline reporter on the head. Uh, she's okay, but uh, shades of uh, RFK there for sure. The ghost, I think, of uh, of, of that building is uh, is is with Audi Field. Uh, this is also uh, the debut of Wayne Rooney, uh, but it's Yamil Assad who is once again making history. He opens the scoring at Audi Field in the 26th minute with a beautiful one-time floater ball from outside the 18. Um, what a goal this one was! It's a it's a golazo. Ask. It's a golazo. Yeah. Uh, Bobby, what do you say? No golazo. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know what, what happened. What are we talking about? <laughs> I just woke up. I watch every minute of the World Cup, and I'm trying to get back, uh, make up sleep. Uh, 69th minute, uh, DC rediscover. Redis- sorry, in the 69th minute, DC discovers their tiki taka after Rooney comes on. Uh, they pass the ball around all over Vancouver, and Paul Ariola uh, finishes it off and makes it 2-0 to DC United. 80th minute again, DC Tiki Taka uh, Acosta to Rooney to Ariola finishes it off again with a rocket to make it 3-0 to DC. Vancouver pulls one back. No, wait a minute, hold on, I misspoke. Alfonso Davies pulls one back with an absolute golazo as he posts up on his defender, jukes right around them. Uh, in a tight space and sends a bending ball to the far post to make it three to one. What a goal this one was. Uh, that's in stoppage time, guys, in the like 96 minute. But God, how is Alfonso Davis still in this league? Um, I, I got to figure that he's not going to be in this league very long, especially 
playing for Vancouver. I mean, if he was on a winning team, if he was on Atlanta, for example, he may or may not have another season or two. Um, same thing with New York. But um, Alfonso Davis, he, he needs to go to Europe. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very surprised that he's not currently right now. I, I'm sure at the winter, uh, during the winter, he, he, he'll be gone. Um, but what, yeah, what, what a talent this kid is! Unbelievable. The only thing that Vancouver has, and um, and he doesn't even deserve to be there. Um, DC United uh, get their win in the, in their new stadium, so that's good on them. Uh, Wayne Rooney debuts. Um, I think that's a that's a shot in the arm. Um, that, that's two shots in the arm. Uh, a new stadium with uh, with the new superstar. Now, obviously. Um, Wayne Rooney is going to be um, the biggest name to hit DC in quite some time. Uh, DC have, you know, not really done much in the past decade or so. Uh, this is their biggest signing in quite a while. Uh, I even heard somewhere that Wayne Rooney is actually the biggest signing since David Beckham. I I disagree. I mean, I, I can point to Zlatan. Say Zlatan. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know where, where that's coming from, but um, I, I do feel that Wayne Rooney can do for DC United what the what Zlatan is doing to the for the Galaxy as far as um, getting the attention drawn to him um, on the field and off uh, in uh, in DC. He's uh, obviously going to be pulling defenses. Uh, I think he'll be fine in this league as long as he takes it seriously. And um, I think it's exactly what DC needs. Um, it's it's the first Galaxy rival, and uh, I always felt that that was the original and that was the best one. And uh, I know that uh, my co-hosts here agree that I would like to see DC United um, get back to its winning ways and, uh, and, well, the Galaxy get back to its winning ways as well and renew that rivalry in MLS Cup. I, I think it's something that the league needs as far as the uh, East-West rivalry. I, I think it was... Uh, it was memorable, and it was uh, it's a team that we've yet to beat in, in MLS Cup, so I do want a chance for that revenge. But um, it, it looks like they're, they're making the correct steps forward. They win a game, um, their first game in Audi Field. Hopefully it's not their last. And um, they obviously, they're sitting in the bottom of, of the Eastern Conference. They could maybe make a run. I doubt it. I think they're, they're too far behind, um, and they are two points behind Toronto. <sighs> Unbelievable. Um, but DC United has four games on Toronto. All that all they have to do is win one of those games, and Toronto would be at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. Unbelievable! Unbelievable. Um, speaking of the bottom of the conferences, Minnesota RSL. Uh, these two teams battled back and forth. Uh, there were quite a few calls that were missed or just plain wrong. As a result. Mike Petke goes on this year's long-awaited sequel to pass him out, Trey. But first, 51st minute, ball over the top to Quintero. He holds off his defender by shoving him in the face. Uh, plays the ball across the box for Ibsen, and he puts Minnesota up 1-0. 62nd minute, Calvo goes up the field. He's being held, but he gets the ball out to Quintero, who chips Romando at the far post. Quintero scored a hat trick of chip goals the other day uh, versus... Toronto, I guess Romando did not see the uh, the video on that. Uh, he he, but Quintero, God, he loves that shot. Uh, 68th minute, Quintero has a bar on the run. He finds him for the easy finish, and Minnesota are up 3-0. 77th minute, RSL free kick by Joao Plata. 
squeezes the ball through the Minnesota wall and pulls one back for RSL. 85th minute, Plata again with the header to beat Shuttleworth to get RSL second. The Loons will hold on and get three points, but RSL lose Mike Petke as he was ejected in this match. And after the match, Petke goes on a rant over the lack of accountability of the refs, asking if the VAR guys are in the booth watching the Simpsons at the same time uh, as, as they're uh, supposed to be watching the game. He calls for Jeff Agus to go ahead and just bank, uh, drain his bank account. He doesn't give a fuck anymore. Ashley Cole offered to pay his fines as well. <laughs> um, Mike Pecky is probably one of the uh, best treasures that this league has as far as coaching. Uh, the guy um, is is always great for a soundbite and uh, goes off um, the refs. And you know what? Maybe that's going to instill something in his team. It worked last season uh, where they went on a, a little run um, after the, the infamous uh, uh, printer rant. Um, who knows if this sparks something in RSL now? Uh, they currently sit in fifth in the in the Western Conference, so they're still in a playoff spot. Um, Western Conference, I mean, that's not really saying much because the Western Conference is wide open, um, and pretty much anybody except for San Jose and Colorado can still make the playoffs. Um, Seattle has decided to wake up uh, around the same time as they normally do, so they could very well uh, be making a playoff push now. But, um, yeah, uh, Minnesota gets the victory. They, they, they are sitting in ninth place at 22 points. Um, I believe that they are doing somewhat better than they, they did last season. Um, I, I'm not sure by much, but, I mean, there's still a lot more. I think they're outpacing their uh, 2017 counterparts. But either way, I, I still don't think they make the playoffs, but they're not, um, they're not out of it. They're only six points out. Of, uh, of a playoff spot. So um, still plenty of time to, to make that ground up. Um, yeah, but that, I think that's all I got. All right, next up, Orlando versus Toronto. Guys, are we in the upside down? We, we, we could be. Orlando won a game. I mean, it's against Toronto, but still. Orlando. Again, imagine. Imagine saying that in March that yeah. you have a, a nine-game losing streak, and you finally get a, a a team that you can beat, and it's Toronto, and you beat them. <laughs> Last Imagine best saying ever that in team. March. I mean, it was the best team at the beginning of the year, um, up until the MLS season started, uh, and I mean they, they were not far off from. Uh, from uh, the the very first Champions League, but my God, Toronto! What what in the world happened to you, David? Go on. I don't know. Orlando causes trouble uh, to Toronto FC's back line, exposing some giveaways a few times, but weren't able to make them pay for it. In the 34th minute, they finally do. Dwyer takes a shot from distance. Bono gets down to block it, but it pops straight up in the air, and Schuler has the position, he gets up, heads it down, past Bono, make it uh, 1-0 Orlando. Uh, 48th minute, Dom Dwyer tees it up from the top of the 18, sends one past Bono to make it 2-0. Toronto will get one back through Haglin in the 95th minute as he finds the ball ball through traffic off of a Jovinko free kick. And uh, James O'Connor starts his MLS coaching career with a positive result. 
Um, yeah, so uh, a newly promoted coach from the USL, um, which is a little bit of a disappointment considering the fact that all the names that were swirling around the mm-hmm. coaching vacancy, um, you Dunga, have uh, Carlos Quiros, Quiros, uh, Scalari. Um, you were even talking about Kaká maybe uh, as a first uh, coaching gig. Uh, so obviously we, we said it was the, a Brazilian team and they go end up uh, getting some guy from Cincinnati. Uh, wait, Cincinnati? Uh, yeah, an Irishman yeah. from uh, an Irishman from Cincinnati, Cincinnati yeah. or who was coaching Cincinnati in the USL. So, um, well, you know what? He won a game, so you know that's uh, that's a plus. Albeit it, it's uh, uh, against Toronto. It's against but, Toronto, yeah. But you did what you were supposed to do. Uh, so they, they they won for the first time uh, in nine games. Unbelievable! I mean, nine straight losses. Horrible, horrible, um, and yet. They sit in ninth place in the Eastern Conference, only five points behind sixth place Montreal, and they have two games on Montreal. What a league that That's you can crazy. win, that you can lose nine games in a <laughs> row and still be well in the playoff hunt. Um, that is MLS for you. That is one of the reasons why we love this league because it's just that crazy and wacky, and it doesn't make sense. To answer your question, when you're in the MLS zone, you are in the upside down. There you go. Uh, next up, Colorado versus Houston. 0-0. Skip. Uh, next up, Atlanta versus Seattle. Two teams. <laughs> two teams that apparently hate each other. Uh, 28th minute uh, probing uh, ball to Martinez. Seattle defense tries to clear. The ball uh, you know, gets caught up a little bit. Yosef goes for it. Chad Marshall apparently takes extreme issue with this. Uh, you know, Guys, just going for the ball, man. Come on, give give him give him a break. But uh, you know, Chad Marshall's uh, getting in his face, going, you know, how dare you try to kick a ball, a loose ball, uh, toward goal? What's wrong with you, Joseph Martinez? Forty um, fifth minute, handball in the box. We go to VAR. It's confirmed penalty to Seattle. Lodero converts to make it one zero. Forty uh, eighth minute, floater ball into the box. Martinez gets up and gets his head to it, pokes the ball over the keeper to make it one one. 65th minute, uh, McQuarrie goes in late on a tackle on Gonzalez Perez. It's a red card. Seattle goes down to man. This one ends 1-1. As our guest uh, on Balls and Beers, uh, Henry Hewitt, says, Seattle went and uh, pulled a homer. Yeah, there's no other way to describe this. I have no idea how Atlanta did not win this game. Um, that ball just didn't want to go in. Um, they had more than enough opportunities to... to to score um it was frustrating to watch if you're an atlanta fan um it was frustrating to watch if you double down on atlanta <laughs> in balls of this week um it, it was it was certainly uh the most mls result we had uh all week and um it, it very disappointing in front of uh yet another mls record crowd uh, at mercedes-benz uh, apparently they break their own record I don't know by how, by, by how much, but it was 72,000-plus uh, in attendance uh, in that game. And Atlanta unable to beat a 10-man Seattle. Um, Seattle, as I said, I mean, they are unbeaten in the last four. And uh, they're not necessarily winning games, but they're not losing games either. And a point uh, with a man down at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, that's, that's a golden point. It might as well be three. I can promise you that Atlanta feels that they dropped two. And uh, we as Galaxy fans know that feeling. Seattle maybe waking up at the, at the right time. 
Who knows? We'll keep an eye on them. Atlanta continues to be uh, atop the Eastern Conference and the Sephora Shield race, but their lead has been dwindling. New York, both New York teams winning, so they're gaining ground on them there. Uh, Atlanta may be losing a little bit of that grip there, but uh, um, I, I think it's kind of... Uh, I, I, I think it's a moot point. I think we know that Atlanta and the, both the New York teams, they're the best three teams in MLS. Uh, they'll be jogging for position, and one of those three teams should be uh, headed to MLS Cup unless uh, unless someone in the Eastern Conference, my guess would be probably New England, making a Croatia-type run to MLS hmm. Cup. <laughs> uh, hopefully that's where the Galaxy meet them in uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, all right, and then last but not least, actually it is least. It's Portland versus LAFC zero zero. Skip. <laughs> yeah, not, not not much going on here. Uh, Lee Wynn gets ejected at the uh, tour, uh, you know five minutes before the game is over, and uh, this one ends zero zero, which I thought was very surprising. I I had this as a draw, uh, so I hit my I hit my draw. I had it more along lines of 2-2 and not 0-0. Uh, neither of these teams able to find the back of the net, which I thought was uh, uh, very surprising. Um, these teams, Portland, I find extremely interesting. Uh, LAFC is currently sitting in second place in the Western Conference. But Portland, who have not lost since April 8th in fourth place... Um, which is weird. Uh, granted that they have three games on Kansas City and two games on, on both Dallas and LAFC, um, either way, um, you're still eight points behind Dallas. Um, they have the exact same amount of losses as Dallas. Three. Three losses. Um, yet, I, I feel that Portland should also be in the running for the Sephora Shield, but they're much... Uh, they're much further down. They're they're in seventh and they're down double digits. So I, I think that's kind of a weird stat for a team that hasn't lost since the beginning of April to not be considered one of the best teams on MLS or even anywhere near the top of the. Well, no, they're they're in seventh, so they're somewhere there, but um, to not be considered uh, one of the top teams in MLS, I find that a little odd. Kind of an uh, the enig- the uh, enigma of MLS there. Um, LAFC. Remains unbeaten at home. Um, we hope that streak continues up until July 26th because that would be nice and sweet. And as I said, they currently sit in second place in the Western Conference, three points behind Dallas. All, All right. right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is MLS Recap Week 19. I'm here with David and Lewis. That was jarring. When did Bobby get here? I'm go- we're going now. That's the thing. Say goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Later.